We look forward to seeing you at Two Days of Truth being presented by Beyond Labels. It's our fourth annual Two Days of Truth Summit. This year's theme is Detox is for Everybody. We're bombarded by everything from chemtrails to EMFs to pesticides, herbicides, even uh, toxic people. We're going to deal with all of these aspects at the Two Days of Truth Summit coming up. Sina, give us the final information. I'm really excited about this summit. I think this is going to be our best one yet. It's June 14th and 15th at Polyface Farm. We have some fantastic speakers like Sayer G, the founder of Green Med Info, uh, Dr. Leland Stillman, who's been featured by Wise Traditions lately, Hilda Labrada-Gore, affectionately known as Holistic Hilda, you and me, of course, we also have, for the first time ever, a kids and teens program. So now the adults can enjoy the adult side while they know that their kids and their teens are having fun while also being educated by Joel, myself, and Hilda. It's going to be a blast. And this year, what we're going to do is we're going to actually teach you ancient and modern techniques for how to detoxify the body, mind, and spirit. And we're going to help you put together a personalized plan like an action plan that you can take home and start. As soon as you arrive home, you can implement this action plan and start your detoxing. You know, listen, folks, Polyface is only eight hours from half of the U.S. population. Take a long weekend, come join us, and uh, you'll rub shoulders with other like-minded people, find our tribe, and be encouraged. It's a lonely place out there lots of times, especially if you're a bit of a maverick. So come and spend time with other mavericks and get encouraged, inspired, and enthused about living a more healthy life. So I love the topic for this year, detoxification. It is one of the most important topics that we could ever address at our health summit. Because as Joel mentioned, everyone, every single person needs to know how to detoxify their body, mind, and spirit in order to achieve optimal health and wellness. Today we are diving into the area of farm-free lab foods, right? So essentially we have these global technocrats. They're at it again. They are trying to create a whole slew of farm-free lab food. So basically they want us to, they, they want to create foods for us to eat that have nothing to do with the farm in their opinion. And they're all derived from the lab. All right. And we'll explain some fallacies in that logic in a minute. They've already made headway in creating fake fish right? We have genetically engineered fish and they've already created some lab grown fake meats like the impossible burger. They've also created meats from cow cells and now they're targeting lab grown animal free dairy products, including ice cream and milk itself and even breast milk. So I'm going to start us out by giving you an update on breast milk. Uh, we'll dive into this topic, and Joel has some um, breaking news in the egg industry to share as well that's tied into all of this. So there is a lab-made breast milk alternative on the way. It's formulated by a company called BioMilk, and that's spelled B-I-O-M-I-L-Q, so BioMilk. They are growing human milk outside of the body by using human breast tissue. So they grow the cells in flasks, they feed these cells nutrients, then they incubate them in a bioreactor that's supposed to mimic the environment of the breast. In the bioreactor, the cells are absorbing nutrients and they're secreting out milk components. The first milk product for them, the first human breast milk product is expected to be ready for market within the next 
three to five years. So who is investing in the lab-made breast milk? Many familiar globalists, uh, Bill Gates, uh, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> uh, Michael Bloomberg, just to name a few. Um, they're, of course, justifying the lab-made breast milk by saying it's preventing and reversing climate change. It is designed to reduce the carbon footprint from the global infant formula market. Okay, the co-founder and the CEO of BioMilk stated the following, parents want to do what's best for their kids, but shouldn't have to decide between feeding their children and protecting the, the planet. So Joel, I have my thoughts on this, but let me, you are the meat farmer. So let me first toss it over to you. <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh, I, th I think it's important to understand that the, the whole uh, climate change carbon footprint, that whole argument is based on the fact that most livestock in the world is ecologically damaging. Let's just, let's just get that out of the way. Right, right up front. I am not with my, conventional agriculture friends that want to that that want to sweep factory farming chemical farming under the rug and just say these people are nutcases they're you know they're wrong blah 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 no they've actually put their finger on the achilles heel of modern uh modern agriculture which in fact in fact most agriculture through history has been ecologically devastating the truth is that today we have techniques from, you know, comp. I mean, composting was not invented until 1943. Sir Albert Howard in in India invented, you know, modern uh, aerobic composting. So, so it, it, what's fascinating to me is that that modern scientific composting literally came along at the same time as modern chemical farming. Uh, you know, we we could argue there's a few years difference. But but the 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 enabling all of the the enabling and the the science and the the intellectual capacity to do a a I'm just going to say compost driven agriculture as opposed to a chemical driven agriculture are about the same age. They're about the same age. So um, so so. I, I think I think that's just important to keep in mind that the the historical record is not good when it comes to um, um, agriculture long long before chemicals people didn't understand you know the 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 decomposition process the ecology and all that so so these folks that are 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 um, are it, it, talking about modern agriculture as the problem. Actually, you know, historic agriculture was a problem too, and the fact is that we have, um, uh, just like we have, com completely opposing views of healing the human body, we have completely opposing views now of how to heal the planetary body, uh, whether we go uh, uh, chemical based or whether we go, you know, uh, compost carbon driven, carbon based. And so the whole rationale, the whole justification for all of this uh, climate change, carbon footprint is, is not necessary if you have an agriculture that 
uh, increases hydration, that builds soil, that builds more biomass and carbon within the ecosystem. And today, fortunately, we have the the best techniques and the best uh, capacity. We've never had the capacity to do that before in su- on such a grand scale as we have today. So that's the first thing to understand. So the the rationale is is um, is unnecessary and even militates against uh, good stewardship, you know, in the, in the get go. Now, I think it's important to understand too, that there are two processes right now. Uh, Cena, you mentioned impossible burger, which is not a lab. It is a concocted fake meat, but it's concocted from, from uh, non, non animal components you know, beet juice to look like blood and, and, and soybeans to, to create the proteins. Um, so it's actually a, a fabricated material from real inputs. So that's, that's one procedure to use a non-animal based substitutionary look like the other is, is using real animal tissue um, to, to actually grow in a in, in a uh, a vat, um, actual material that that comes out fleshy, fleshy looking. Um, now, Cena, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you dig into that a little bit more. But before you do, um, I want to point out that both of these both of these procedures, unlike what the proponents say you know they they show their pretty pictures of 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 this stuff they never show the inputs and and the biggest lie in the entire fake meat fake milk uh, um messaging is that somehow this just appears uh, like ex nihilo, you know, out of nothing. That that we put we we took this little we took this little cell from a from a cow and we put it in this vat and goodness we've got twenty thousand pounds of cow, you know, coming out the end. Um, it looks like the original cow, right? They yeah, that looks like that's the, the vision they want you to take away. Yes, it looks yes. like a steak, you know. Yeah, yeah, but 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 actually there. All of these things require the 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 feedstock. You, you've got to feed this engine. You've got to feed the lab process. You've got to feed the the laboratory. So there are train car loads. What I'm getting at is there are train car loads of stuff. So, um, Cena, I appreciate you using the the word farm free, but it's not it's not agriculture free. It's not crop free. Uh, it, it is ultimately um um turning turning farms into into raw ingredient inputs 